Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to today's session of Markets Monday. Uh, my name is Felix Ocheng. I'm your host during the sessions. Um, as usual, what we do uh, on Monday is we sit down and we discuss on a few things, starting off with the issues that have um, moved markets on a specific day, and also just giving you guys how the week has opened in terms of trading on the exchange. Uh, markets Monday, we always focus as well on a few issues pertaining companies that are listed on both the local and global markets. And so today, uh, we'll definitely be touching on the first thing that I know uh, one member had asked earlier on was all about um, was about CIC Insurance Group, and we'll be touching on that. And then we'll also be touching a little bit as well on just how the count is performing, what is it that we can be able to expect on the market even as we move through the next few weeks of trading. Uh, also, another thing that we're definitely going to be looking into is um, the expectation of, you know, companies, how the companies will be performing um, in the next week, uh, this week, because we're expecting a few companies to release, uh, mostly in the banking sector, to release their first, their, their, their half-year results. Uh, that's the first half of 2021 performance uh, before the end of the week. Um, so. Those are a few things that definitely we'll be looking for and we'll definitely be looking at as well. All right, so kicking off with the first thing that we wanted to do this week is to talk about um, CIC Insurance Group. CIC Insurance Group released their, their financial performance results for the half year early last week. And one of the things that might have really stood out to investors out there on the market was that the company jumped back to profitability. Um, CIC insurance had in previous uh, financial year, that's, if you're looking at it year on year, that's half year 2020 compared to half year 2021. Uh, the company was in a loss of 335 million in half year 2020. And now we're seeing the company is posting a profit after tax of um, 259.5 million. Uh, so the company basically was telling guys, you know what, uh, the investment income, that is for the investment that the company had made and also written premium. And I think it's very awesome to look at uh, premiums for CIC and every other company. We really hope that this will be a cross board where we get to have this and, and we get to generally just experience, you know, um, most of these companies really pushing up in terms of um, in terms of earnings, these are things that I know we definitely want to, in one way or another, just look at and just figure out in which ways, um, because this, if, if this is something that's going to be um, uh, continuous, then definitely we expect more um, from the insurance sector. This is something we'll be looking into. We'll keep you guys posted. We'll definitely let you guys um, on the loop if there's anything else. Uh, so the gross return premiums for the company uh, was up 15%. Uh, that's to 10.8 billion. Uh, and so you're seeing this is 10.8 billion. And this is from the 9.3 billion that the company really posted in the half year 2020. And so this is something that's really, um, I think, was pretty much interesting for guys, you know, uh, for investors. And also another thing is the net um, and premiums rose also as well by 0 0.5. The investment and other income, now that is one thing that they said um, came in handy for them. And we're seeing here that that actually rose about uh, as high as 119% to 2.6 billion. 
So you're, you're looking at that bit. And CIC was basically telling guys that the previous year, one of the reasons why they had the decline was because of the forex, the forex losses in South Sudan. And they're saying that is no longer um, an, an issue to the company. Uh, so I think that's one thing as well that really uh, was standing for investors as well. Uh, mostly for those who might have looked at this company, because I know a lot of guys were asking on uh, on, on CIC's overperformance over the past uh, week, and that's definitely why we had to look at um, the company. Now, if you're looking at CIC in terms of year-to-date performance, one thing that really stands out is CIC is up uh, in terms of year-to-date performance. It's 47.9%. So if you bought CIC on 1st of January, okay, 2nd of January, technically first was a holiday. Uh, so since the year began, CIC is up 47%. Um, in terms of year-to-date perform, in terms of one-year performance, that if you had CIC in your portfolio exactly one year ago, it should be up 54.4%. If you bought CIC six months ago, it's 48%. And over the past week, CIC was up 1.6%. Um, uh, in terms of company performance in terms of, you know, the general activity as well on the exchange. CIC is actually ranking third in terms of year-to-date performance. That is after Nairobi Business Ventures and Nation Media Group. CIC comes in third in terms of um, year-to-date performance. So pretty much a very interesting company to look into. And we'll definitely keep a watch and just figure out to what extent or to what levels um, the company is likely to, you know, gain in terms of um, share price activity. So we'll keep you guys on the loop um, onto that bit. Now, outside company specifics, just giving giving you guys a little bit of an overview of the total performance of the Nairobi Securities Exchange is week on week, we saw um, activity basically continue. The one, one very important thing that really happened last week, which I think everybody should be proud of, was that last week, the local investors actually overtook um foreign investors in terms of market activity on the exchange uh for the first time in a very long while we saw um foreign transactions really uh, only cater for 34 percent that 34.25 percent of the total market activity and the local transactions um really came back and taking over 65 percent in terms of market activity uh over the past week so really come in handy for investors. If you're a local guy, that's one thing. In case you're wondering which companies the local investors were really looking into, the local guys were looking into investing in um, Safaricom. And also we had guys buying Equity Bank and also KCB and Cooperative Bank. So, you know, guys, actually, if you're looking at it in terms of activity, the only place where foreign investors really um, took into last week was um, East African Breweries PLC. And so coming in handy again, also just giving you guys another bit of a challenge. So if you don't want to look at it from an, an angle of which companies were guys really moving into, then you check onto this and you know that um, local the local investors were really up last week. Most of those transactions, um, sadly, were really done by fund managers. But it's good that retail investors also came in handy and pushed that activity um, on the other end. Uh, in terms of uh, the performance of the NSE indices, uh, we saw the NSE All Share Index uh, gain by 1.5%. Uh, 
Uh, that's about 2.68 basis point to close the week at 181.18 uh basis points uh, the nse 25 uh, the nse 25 share index was up as well 0 0.84 closing the week at 3950 uh now sadly the nse 20 which we had hoped would hit the 2000 uh psychological mark was down last week so nse 20 dropped um about 0 0.68 percent to close the week at 1961.07. So we're still seeing a lot of activity um, for investors on the market. We are seeing a lot of guys really being bullish on the exchange. We're seeing a lot of guys picking up um, on trading. If, if you're looking at it in one way or another, a lot of guys are picking up in terms of trading activity, uh, both for the local exchange in terms of the overall market performance. And remember, just as we had mentioned earlier on, uh, and we, we we constantly mention this during our podcasts um, uh, whenever we do this recording uh, with the team at HISA is that we always tell you guys that when you're looking at these indices, how do you, you know, analyze uh, by saying this encompasses the overall market performance and also you can see this is for select stocks. So usually how indices really work is the oil share index basically gives guys a mood of the total market. Some stocks might be down, so the, the all share index might gain, but that doesn't mean that all stocks really gained. It just means that the overall mood of the market, the number of companies that went up during that week were probably higher than the number of companies, or the drug that was felt in the market was possibly lower than the gains that were felt on the market. Then the NSE 20 is basically a group of other market indices you know so the nsc 20 share index is basically giving you guys um select 20 or so companies and it's basically telling guys that we have 20 companies and there's a way there's a criteria in which um they're selected from all the sectors across on the market and they would tell them because uh, all these indices the nsc 20 um is 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 price sensitive market cap uh, and i'll definitely be able to explain that to you guys later on so the 20 select companies are, are, are given to you guys so that you can be able to pick and, you know, get your data um, from the select company. So how investors usually invest is you always find that there are those investors who want to invest in certain stocks that are only within a certain index. Mostly if they are stocks that are in some way uh, market cap rated. So they would tell guys, um, an investor would say that I'm only investing in companies that are within the NSC 20 share index. I am only investing in companies that are within the NSC 25 um, share index. So also one thing that you need to know is that it's never really just um, the NSC 20, the NSC 25 uh, that are within the market. We also have other indices as well that you can definitely be able to look into. We have the FTSC NSC 25 and the FTSC um, NSC Kenya 15 index. So those are some of the indices that you can also be able to look into. So you find somebody is only uh, is selecting, you know, 15 in 15 stocks. So they're only looking at that specific index. They cannot be able to probably buy any stock outside that. So that usually needs a little bit of more control on the exchange because, you know, at times you find guys on the market want to pick up stocks that are within a certain level. And that's one thing, you know, we'll definitely be able to continue watching and um, as, as, as long as we host this show, definitely we'll be able to get more understanding in terms of indices. So those are just strategies 
that investors would always use on the market. So those are things that you on the market out there can be able to um, have a look at. And I know with the latest app, the HISA update, uh, you guys will be getting access to all these indices. So that includes the FTSE indices, which I know most investors, most retail investors hardly get access to. So we'll be watching that. Now, um, this week, uh, sorry, let me just give you guys a, an update of the total market activity. We know the foreigners overtook, um, the locals overtook the foreigners in terms of activity. But now generally, how did the market perform? Uh, in terms of equity turnover, um, we're seeing that last week, the turnover for the market was up 64.3%. Um, to close the week with 2.45 billion um, in terms of trade, that Kenya shillings. Uh, that is from the 1.49 billion that the week had closed in the previous week. Uh, the bond market was up, that's secondary trading, because um, usually what happens in bonds is CBK would issue them. And it's not only the bond market that is coming in in forms of um, government bonds, we also have corporate bonds that trade on the exchange. So you'd always find that for the local exchange, what happens is, you know, CBK would issue bonds and then thereafter, what is likely to happen? Secondary trading is done on the Nairobi Securities Exchange to give investors access to liquidity um, of this bond. So that's one thing that you, as an investor out there, can definitely be able to keep your watch on. Um, so the bond market was up 2.9% with 21.9 billion uh, worth of bonds traded. Um, that is from the 22.67 billion that was traded on the previous week. The total number of shares traded on the market was up 142% um, with 110.5 million shares traded, uh, up from the 45.6 million which were traded on the week earlier. Uh, the sad bit about the exchange, and I think it's really interesting to see that the activity in terms of uh, the top the top five companies, uh, what most guys would always call the blue chip, the top traded companies on the market. Uh, we saw last week still within the same range, but we're seeing that as considerably drop over time because we're seeing guys, you know, um, for for a very long time, we're seeing Safaricom would always take uh, as high as up to about, say, 40, 50 uh, percent of, of the market or total activity, you know. For the exchange and even last week we saw Safcom still lead in terms of activity but we're seeing that the total blue chip companies that are trading only take about 80 percent so we're seeing retail activity really coming in um, hot on the exchange in terms of stock performance um bank of kigali that's bk group was the top company in terms of the gainers list moving um to about to close the week at 38 shillings and 25 cents uh, that's an 18% um, increase from 32 shillings and 40 cents where the company had closed that on the previous uh, week earlier. At this time, we're also seeing um, Umeme Limited. That's the Uganda um, Uganda's version of KPLC. Uh, we're seeing that also up 9.37. And Standard Group PLC was up as well, 7.8%. On the loser side is where we have a problem, guys. On the loser side, we are definitely having a huge problem. Because for a second week running, Nairobi Business Ventures emerged as the top loser for the week. NBV was down 14.9%. Um, and as the saying goes, what goes up must come down. NBV is now back um, to 5 shillings and 92 cents. And for the first time, I think in a very long while, we're seeing losses being hit on the books for NBV. The 
one year returns for NBV still up, still the highest on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Uh, but now if you're looking at it in terms of year-to-date performance, NBV has actually come down. And so that's one thing. Uh, in terms of year-to-date performance, NBV now ranks sixth on the NSE. And I think that's a concern for investors, mostly for the retail investors who probably bought NBV during its hit when it actually traded at 12 shillings and 80 cents. Um, so your portfolio is probably really, really down, guys. Sorry about that. That's over 60% in terms of share price activity. If you invested in NBV, um, when was this? This was about, about a month ago. Jeez. Very bad. If you bought NBV around July, yeah, around July 21st. Exactly. Yeah, that's close to a month ago. Your portfolio is probably down about, about 59% on the exchange, an average of 60. Pretty bad, pretty a hit for investors who invested onto that company on the exchange. Uh, in terms of weekly performance, right now, as we're looking onto the market and giving you guys just data, um, checking through the HISA app is NBV is already down on the exchange, about 9.8%. So once again, if you're investing in NBV, I think personally, for my opinion, not an investment advice, but you need to do your valuation and see if you still want to hold the company or if you want to you know, maybe uh, make a run for it. Um, could be very interesting, you know, just get 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 your ways into it because, and as it looks, the price for the company is likely to continue taking a hit because we're seeing 206,900 um, in terms of guys who are selling and the selling price is at five shillings and 48 cents. And we're seeing only 8,100 in terms of the bidding side. And so, that basically spells doom. Remember that the law of supply and demand really matters on the market, where if the supply is huge and the demand is small, there's a high possibility that the price would continue to increase. But if the supply is, is higher and we're having a lower demand on this aspect, like what we're seeing in NBV, it's basically telling you guys that, you know, everybody's trying to um, escape from this company. Everybody's trying to sell. And I know one of the reasons why guys are probably looking at selling is because there's a high, um, the, the high volatility that we have constantly talked about, guys, on the exchange is one thing. We've talked about this on NBV for the past close to six weeks from the point when NBV started the gains. Um, and so that's one thing that you as an investor you really need to give your, uh, your eyes on before you can be able to look into. Um, so over the past six months, we've seen um, NBV really give guys one of the best returns. For guys who bought NBV, if, and here's it, if you had NBV on December at 0.71, when we know the company got back into trading, you know, uh, and that was on 2nd of December, and the valuation, the company, there's a period when NBV was suspended from trading. Now, during that suspension, what happened was the company was doing some restructuring. When they got back, they they started trading again at five shillings, and on that day it closed at five thirty-two. And since then, we've seen um, a flat price or sort of a roller coaster, where NBV would go up to levels of about five fifty and come back all the way down to uh, to probably four shillings and twenty cents. There's a point when actually NBV hit four shillings and fifteen cents, and that was the lowest over the past. Um, from December when the company um, was brought back to trading. 
and then at the beginning of the year, uh, sorry, at the beginning of um, of the second quarter, we saw a lot of interest really come in on NBV. That is around mid-April, when a lot of interest really brought in NBV and volume started moving. And then we're seeing this to a point where at, at in May, NBV was trading as high as 10 million shares. Then in June, we just saw a point where the price picked up. On June 15th specifically, the company really moved to a price of about six shillings and 50 cents, all the way up to, um, and it picked up within a month. The price was up close to 100% in terms of market performance. Actually, in terms of year-to-date performance, NBV had actually held um, the year-to-date performance for uh, the tag on the exchange by going about as high as 1,241% in terms of share price. So you definitely want to just ask yourself what really happened. If you're investing onto the company, um, please take note that the company is really, really drastically declining. Even right now in the market, you might want to probably check your facts and probably do your research before you can be able to um, to pick into that and probably get into that counter. Uh, if you're looking onto the activity on the market today in terms of turnover, we are seeing that um, Safaricom still up. But today, foreign investors have taken in, foreign investors have traded 50.4% of the activity on Safaricom. Uh, we've seen Safcom trading about 52 million, um, at an over 52 million on the exchange. Uh, CIC Group, we've just talked about CIC a few minutes ago, and I'm seeing um, CIC is already up as well, 0.95% with a uh, turnover of 321,600 on the exchange looks like there's still a little bit more interest on cic but also to give you guys a little bit of heads up is that the number of guys who are selling cic is actually higher so you also need to figure out a price at which you might be able to um, buy that company if you want to buy it if you do your research and you figure out that you want to buy cic you definitely need to look at the good price before um, you can pick it in uh, and also giving you guys after that KPLC, interesting. <laughs> Kenya Power is one of the very interesting companies that have actually refused to, you know, get a total decline on the exchange. The utility aspect of KPLC is one thing that I know we we all probably will be looking into, and we, ho we, we hope that that is something that would turn out positive as well um, for the exchange, for, for, for the company, sorry, yeah, for the counter. Uh, after that, we're seeing ABSA, and this morning we so one of the top investment banks in the country, the local investment banks um, give a buy recommendation um, for APSA. And just to give you guys the report is um, Genji's Capital actually gave guys a recommendation for APSA, hoping that the company with an upside, um, that the company would probably hit prices of about 11 shillings. Yeah, the target price of 11 shillings and 94 cents pretty much high um, for me, but you might want to do your own research before you definitely look into that bit. Um, and what the company is saying is that Absa recently launched its WhatsApp banking platform. And so they're leveraging on the digitalization. And so that is really bringing up, that is likely to uh, boost the income and cost optimization. And so that could bring back Absa to the dividend play. Remember that over the past financial year, Absa Bank Kenya PLC did not issue um, a, a dividend. And so that's one thing that you might want to look into. If you're looking on um, also the first, the, the final thing that we'd be looking into today would be that's.
for the local market would be onto the performance of the sub-Saharan Africa market. And just getting my data as well, we're seeing um, in terms of year-to-date performance, Ghana still leads. Um, we're seeing Ghana is up. Uh, the all share index for Ghana is up about 40.5%. Uh, and then it looks like Kenya and Uganda are coming in second. Uh, and third, respectively, because Kenya is up in terms of year to date performance about 19.1%. And Uganda, looks like Uganda um, suspending Uchumi from trading was a good thing for them because we're seeing um, Uganda is up as well about 18.3%. Oh, sorry, I missed something. Actually, Kenya is third and Uganda is fourth because we're seeing Zambia uh, is up about 19.2%. So. Kenya is 19.1, Zambia 19.2, and Uganda is at 18.3. But looks like, I don't know what, what's really happening in Ghana. We might really have a nice, interesting bit for investors in Ghana because, um, and I know we'll, we, we're working towards giving guys that data as the HISA team. So what we're really looking at is that kind of, you know, the kind of gain of 40.5% on the exchange really good for investors on the market uh so i guess that's it for the local bit now looking at um what likely what, what happened on the global front is the the overall activity on most of these markets have really been positive and we're expecting a lot more in terms of um, reports to come through this week um, last week we saw a lot of companies release their results and so we constantly saw um the, the benchmark index um, for the U.S. market, that's the S&P 500, uh, gain and trade at, at, at um, all-time highs. And we're also seeing the same happen to Nasdaq. The main challenge that is really affecting global markets at this time is that, you know, there's the concern about, um, about the Delta variant of COVID. And it looks like it's, it's becoming a very huge concern. Remember countries like Israel that had actually had one of the highest vaccination rates in the country are being forced to go back into lockdowns. And that's a worrying concern for investors on the market. One of the things that is also likely to happen this week, and we mentioned some of this in the HISA newsletter, in case you haven't looked at this, you can, um, if, if you haven't subscribed to this, just go to hisa.substack.com and you'll definitely be able to get um, the latest newsletter that we worked on. Uh, the thing that we actually focused on and would actually be a concern for investors would be um, that remember yesterday we saw news about um, uh, Taliban taking over um, Afghan and, and and we've seen a lot in terms of that bit the only challenge would be that uh, would be what happens next would would, would Taliban really bring in um, the government into a form of a peaceful coexistence with other nations or they would destabilize the Middle East because one of the things that we are concerned about is that a destabilized Middle East would definitely mean bad for commodity prices, uh, starting with oil. And so that's one thing I know um, is a major concern for investors. And once there's an issue with oil, then we probably see a lot more from that going across all markets. Maybe the only companies that might probably be able to gain onto this, um, if, if we ever get to a level and we're not hoping that we get to that level, but if the level gets to a conflict and we're seeing um, military companies, military support companies um, like Lockheed Martin definitely push up a little bit in terms of gains, 
Um, so we're really hoping it doesn't get to that level, really. We don't want um, a destabilized Middle East. Even back here in Kenya, we wouldn't want oil prices to go higher than they already are. You know, those are some of the things that, some of the things that could hit inflation that we know we would want to look into. Um, and also we'd just be able to look at um, various aspects. Now that the S&P 500 is really, has been on an all-time high for the second week running, we just want to see if this will be um, sustainable. Remember last week, one of the things that were really coming in were the earnings because we saw companies really hit way past um, the, the sort of analyst estimates. We saw companies like Airbnb race past that. We saw companies like DoorDash. We also saw um, other companies like Disney. Uh, Walt Disney, which I think was the largest in, in the large cap um, sector. It was one of those companies that really outperformed analyst um, and we saw a lot in terms of subscriber growth and those are things that definitely we'd be looking into as well on the commodities aspect one thing we're only looking onto one thing this week it's gold we'll be looking onto oil because of the destabilization in the middle east hopefully it doesn't get to that but gold has been on the declining for a very long time so it's bitcoin you know bitcoin has been on the game but you know guys always try to compare the asset value of bitcoin to gold which i think is really crazy um, Bitcoin, I know what guys really compare with Bitcoin. I wouldn't want to comment on that because I know we have the, we've had discussions around that for a very long time. Uh, but we'll be watching on to gold as well and we'll tell you guys this. Um, so during the week, if you get one of our newsletters, we'll definitely share that out with you guys. Uh, so I guess that's it for us for today's session. Uh, if you have any data, if you want to talk about something on data, please just go to the podcast section. You'll get a place where you can be able to comment on the HISA app. And also, if you want the data for the market, you can download HISA. And basically, there's a lot more there. There are conversations, the chats, and everything else that you need to know uh, for the exchange. So that's it for us today. Uh, thank you all for attending today's session. And see you guys again on Monday next week for Markets Monday.